We thank God for the rain and now for the beautiful sunshine on this glorious Sunday morning. It is with a combination of heartache and joy that we officially recognize an end to the devastating world war. I believe that, much like Israel, uh, who feared the true and living God, that the Lord himself honored our nation under God and delivered us from the hand of our enemy. As I stand here and look over your joyous faces, I hesitate to, to share what the Lord hath laid upon my heart, but I feel that I must. You see, I've experienced some rather nightmarish dreams lately about the future of this great land. I fear that our greatest enemy will not come from without, but rather from within. My dreams have been so vivid, so real. I dream that America, much like Israel, turned her back on the very God who made her great and delivered her time and again. I saw the law protecting individuals who are publicly desecrating the flag of our great nation that so many of us just died to protect. We just fought a world war to ensure our God-given right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And yet I saw that right being violated through a now hidden practice called abortion. This murder of the innocent became big business as millions of babies were routinely ripped from their mother's wombs, while our government sanctioned the massacre in the name of privacy and personal freedom. I saw godless musicians wield trance-like holds over throngs of our young people as they openly promoted rebellion against God, the family, and parental authority. I saw the immense power of the few overcoming the many with lust, overt sexuality, greed, and even satanic rituals and entire occult movements. The bitter end of over half of all the marriages in America was decided in courtrooms as millions of families were torn apart by wholesale divorce. The abuse of alcohol and the use of narcotics reached epidemic proportions and became our nation's number one health problem. Wars to control the sale of those narcotics were breaking out in major cities. I witnessed the horror of teenage suicide in staggering numbers while parents and authorities blindly groped for a solution. I saw entertainment windows which allowed a steady stream of gross sexual immorality, blasphemy, violence, and even death imagery to pour like a cesspool into living rooms, poisoning the minds of each family member. I saw men and women refuse to marry and have children, choosing instead to live in hedonism and luxury, gathering unto themselves masses of wealth and property, while many around them are suffering. Neighbors stop being friendly to each other, 
and violence broke out in the large cities with people rioting and stealing from stores. Massive numbers of homosexuals appeared in public and arrogantly marched their perversion right into the streets, into our schools, and even into our most respected positions in government. I even saw a wasting disease, a plague in the land that spread through unbridled promiscuity and sexual perversion that threatened millions of people, even innocent children. I witnessed growing state control and the rapid loss of religious freedom as if under some communist regime, while the business of filthy, lusty magazines and movies thrived under a misconstruing of our Constitution's First Amendment. Through this horrible dream, God gripped my heart, and I began to see how quickly our nation could decline if God's people would not truly and faithfully intercede. Therefore, I appeal to you to begin even now as you commit yourself to pray and intercede for the spiritual impending wars that are far more devastating than the war from which God has just delivered us. God's hand of blessing is surely evident on the United States of America. In a very brief period of time by historical standards, just a couple of hundred years, God raised this nation from obscurity to preeminence in world affairs. And yet there are many of us who are wondering, what can the future be for a nation that seeks to move God out of education and business and popular culture and politics? Is disaster ahead? Only God knows, but it seems to many of us that this is the time for Americans to gather together to pray for God's blessing and again affirm ourselves as one nation under God. I'm joining with others to give leadership in an effort to mobilize America's women to put a stop to child pornography and illegal hardcore pornography. Pornography is a blight on the fabric of our society. It is demeaning and degrading our women, victimizing our children, and ruining our men. Now, we can do many things in the natural, but unless we win the spiritual battle against the enemy's stronghold of pornography, our efforts will be futile. Please join us in Church Pray to return America to her moral foundation. Whether we know it or not, we're involved in a serious life and death struggle. It is important for us to know that where there is no vision of God, the people perish. This is not a sissy fair. This, this is a warfare. We just become too sissified, too docile, too afraid. I call you to courage. I, I call you to stand up. I call you to believe God. In the U.S., we're going just the opposite direction of what God's doing in Eastern Europe. We're throwing, we're throwing creches out, uh, nativity scenes, Bible reading and prayer from our schools. We're sanctioning everywhere the murder of unborn babies. We're secularizing the country. We have the ACLU and other groups every time there's a mention of God in a public place having a hernia and a lawsuit. And this country is heading off in left field where the Soviets just found out there's nothing but moral and spiritual bankruptcy, and they're moving in the other direction. God help us to have revival at home as well as abroad. Let's do some large asking.
No nation, no empire, no culture, no matter how mighty, is immortal. Today, 2,000 years later, there's an odd immediacy to the thoughts of that Roman general. Among many, there is a vague sense of unease, a, a sense that things are winding down, that freedom and justice and the order of our civilization are trickling away. Intimations of decline are everywhere around us. Three senators have announced plans for early retirement. Young, able men. Why? As one put it very bluntly, the whole political process, quote, stands on the brink of incoherence. Yes, indeed, the times smell of sunset. Dark shadows are cast long over the arts, politics, education, law, even our communities, churches, and families. America was born in prayer. General Washington on his knees at Valley Forge and as President of the United States began and ended every day on his knees, reading the Bible and praying. That was the practice of most of our leaders. But then came a period when the Supreme Court declared prayer and Bible reading were illegal in the schools. And immediately there was a dramatic cataclysmic disintegration of our morals and our spiritual standards. If there is going to be a restoration of a healthy America, we must first have revival. And history records no great spiritual awakening that has not been preceded by prayer. Join with us in this important day, calling America to fasting and prayer. Hello, I'm Gary Burgle, President of Intercessors for America. The short drama you saw at the beginning of this presentation was done to illustrate the fact that even in our worst nightmares, could we have imagined the steep moral decline and great spiritual decay that our nation would undergo in but 40 to 50 years. You've also seen just a few of the urgent calls to prayer being made by Christian leaders across our land. For America is again, as it was just 50 years after the landing of the pilgrims, in grave moral crisis. The land was filled with disorder, lawlessness abounded, drunkenness, tavern haunting as it was called, gripped society. Men were not in the place of prayer in the church, they were in the taverns and the haunts of society, like today. God, in His infinite love, mercy, and great loving kindness then, began to do a wonderful thing. He began by His Spirit to convict individual believers, one by one, that they had fallen short of their destiny in Christ and had given up on the power of the cross. And they began to repent of personal sin, and return to the place of prayer. Then they began to fellowship in the place of prayer by twos and threes and by families. Pastors began to notice how their congregational members were fellowshipping around the things of prayer, things of revival, and reformation in society. This is when the pastors of New England began to call their churches to keep corporate days of prayer and fasting. Later, during the First Great Awakening, Jonathan Edwards, declared in 1742. I have often said it would be a thing very desirable and very likely to be followed with a great blessing 
if there could be some contrivance that there should be an agreement of all God's people in America wherein we should all unite on the same day. To think that at the same time such multitudes of God's dear children far and near were sending up their cries to the same common father for the same motives. This vision, articulated so well by Jonathan Edwards, is the heartbeat of the new Church Pray program. We invite you to join with thousands of other local churches across America and keep a weekend national prayer focus. Would it not be good to join together and pray that God come upon the hearts of men, women, and children to read the Bible? Would it not be expedient to pray together corporately in times of world conflict? Would perhaps this great blessing which Edwards articulated not be released if thousands of believers, perhaps even millions in thousands of local churches, began to pray in unison during Sunday worship services that God brings spiritual awakening to the church, revival, and reformation to our land? Your church will be supplied with the weekend national prayer focus through a communication vehicle of your choice. You can also elect to receive quantities of Sunday bulletin inserts outlining the prayer points and containing short inspirational teachings on prayer. America can experience revival in the church and reform in society if the church will be the corporate house of prayer that Jesus our Lord said we were to be. Because of the crisis of this present hour, I unashamedly ask you to pray and see how God would have you participate in the Church Pray program. For more information or to enroll, just return the tear-off card that's on the video sleeve or call toll-free 1-800-USA-PRAY. That's 1-800-USA-PRAY. May God encourage and richly bless you and your congregation. America is now in need of a great physical healing from the Lord. And in the future, she'll be in greater need of a spiritual healing. The promise of God to Solomon is as relevant today as it was years ago when God promised that if my people called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I would hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Let us pray.